0: feel very peaceful. And I know what God's word says about peace. And like I know that I should as a believer in Christ have and enjoy and experience peace. I know that peace is a fruit of the spirit. I know that that I'm called in Hebrews 12 to strive for peace with everyone. I know that I'm told in 1 Peter 3 that to seek peace and pursue it. That I'm commanded in 1 Timothy 2.2 2, to live peaceable, a peaceable and quiet life. I know that Jesus even said on the Sermon of the Mount that blessed are the peacemakers. Like I know, I know these verses. I've, I've grown up learning them. But why don't I feel and experience the peace? I'm called to experience it. I'm called to be an agent of it in the world but I would guess that many of us in here this morning are far from that. Because of my job, I, which I love, um, I get to sit down and have ice cream and coffee and have meetings with students and parents and families. And you know what I very rarely hear? You know, I've got this peace thing under control. I'm at perfect peace with our relationships and with our life. That's not what I hear. Actually, on the contrary, um, I speak to parents all the time that say things like their lives are falling apart, that that they're at the end of their ropes, that they're discouraged, lonely, depressed, students who feel the pressure of the world like I could never even imagine tossing and turning every night. We are struggling. I talk to many people, many of you even, that are struggling with the peace of God and the lack of it. We are more connected through social media than ever before, yet we feel more lonely than we ever have. I think it's safe to say that what the world has to offer as far as peace is not working. There's a piece missing, you can say. Have you ever showed up at home and like you had saved a piece of your cake? You showed up at home after a long day of work, all you want is that piece of cake? And you get to the counter and you look over and your wife just ate your piece of cake? I I can't believe you. And you look at her like, why would you do that? And she looks back at you and says, I thought you saved that for me. And I said, do you think I love you that much? That is the last piece of cake. (laughs) This morning, many of us are missing peace. I'm encouraged because 2020 did not catch God off guard. Do you know that? He's not uh, sitting this one out because it's a little too crazy down here. He knew exactly what was going to happen. And instead of removing himself from the crazy, God has a way of stepping in and speaking in the midst of the crazy. He has a way of getting dirty in the midst of our 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 sin and our brokenness. He is a God who who like gets in there with us. He's not sitting back and saying, "You know what? I think I'm going to let them deal with this on their own." He's a God who speaks into the crazy. And so the question this morning is how do I experience the peace of God in 2020 and to, and beyond? And I think Philippians 4, what we just read a minute ago, is a really good place to begin. You see, in Philippians 4, we have a promise. And that promise is clear. The promise is that I can exchange my anxieties for peace. And that's a promise. Now, it takes a little bit of work on my part, but the promise is that I can take the anxieties that I'm feeling and exchange them for peace. And the word here for anxieties is to worry. It's the cares of the world, but it even goes further than that. The word here for anxieties is actually to pull apart, to tear apart. Do you know what the anxieties are? The anxieties are the things in your heart and your mind that are pulling you apart. Things that you are wrestling with, you're struggling with, and you're worried over. Things about your children, and your spouse your job and your financial situation and your future and the college you're going to and the grades and your friends and what's going to happen tomorrow. These things are pull, pulling us apart in a broken world. And what the Philippians were experiencing and what, what you are experiencing today Trials too difficult for you to face, decisions you don't know how to make, family members who are keeping you up at night, cares of this world that are constantly and consistently beating down the doors of your life. And if we're honest, like Satan is a master manipulator and a liar, and he knows the buttons to push to get us down. And those fiery darts of the wicked one are like hitting us hard. But this passage says we can exchange our worries for peace. Sign me up. Sign me up. I need that today. But it's not only peace. It's the peace of God found in Christ Jesus. You see, we need to know where our peace comes from. Because the peace that this is promising is much different than the peace that the world promises. This is an everlasting, eternal peace. This is an unconditional peace that doesn't matter the circumstances that I'm in but is banked on the promises of God. We, if we want to experience the peace that this passage explains, we need to do a couple things and the first is this. We need to know the Prince of Peace. You want to experience peace during Christmas this season, you need to know the Prince of Peace. And I'm not just talking about knowing him here. I'm talking about knowing him here. I'm not talking about like, uh, you know when you were a little and you would go to Sunday school and there would be a flannel graph and they'd have a, a flannel graph Jesus. The one dimensional Jesus that's stuck on the wall. Too many of us see Jesus as a one-dimensional Jesus stuck on the flannel graph, the flannel board. And that Jesus was a great man, and he walked on water, as our flannel board showed us. And he healed people of diseases, and he raised Lazarus, all stories that you would have learned on the flannel board. He fed 5,000, and he did amazing things. But that Jesus, that Jesus that healed people in the New Testament is the same Jesus that can change your life today. That same Jesus that was in the, in, in, in the, the business of healing and working miracles and, and stepping into the crazy of people's lives in the Gospels is the same Jesus that wants to step into our crazy today. And if you want to experience the peace of God, you first have to know the Prince of Peace. Without him, There's no way you're going to experience peace. Without Christ, the world will tell you that money will provide peace. How's that doing for us? Without Christ, the world will tell us that popularity and fame and power will produce peace and comfort and everything will be made right. How is that working for us? You see, the peace that the world gives is different than the prince of peace that comes in to reconcile us to a holy and a righteous God. To break down the barriers that, uh, that are between me and a holy creator God. He did that in my life when I was 10 years old. In the living room of my house, you know, it's funny, my dad has been a pastor my whole life, and for 18 years of my life being at home, he gave an invitation to the gospel every single Sunday morning. But you know what? It was my mom sitting at home in the living room that opened up God's word, that showed me my need for a Savior, where God got a hold of my heart, and I knelt down, and I asked Jesus to be Lord of my life that I understood my need for a savior, that I was a sinful man, and that I needed a perfect sacrifice, that Jesus was my savior, that what he did was true, and that only through his death, burial, and resurrection can I have a relationship with God. That night, I got on my knees, and I accepted Jesus into my heart. My testimony isn't like others. By the grace of God, just as miraculous when a dead heart comes to life. Just as miraculous when a blind, a blind eyes were opened up. Just as miraculous. That was the first time I feel like I knew the Prince of Peace. And the way that you are anxious about no thing is by trusting God with everything. And the only way to trust God with everything is to know who you are in a relationship with. 1 Peter 5, casting all my cares upon him because he cares for me. Do I know The Prince of Peace. Because peace is not just an idea. Peace is a person. The Prince of Peace. Romans 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, that moment of salvation, just as if I had never sinned, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It was Jesus' blood and sacrifice on the cross that allowed me to to experience true peace. If I want to experience peace, I have to know the Prince of Peace. Peace. I have to know that he has the authority and the power and the goodness and the love and the grace to do something about it. And then the second thing, I have to take my requests to him. I've got to take my requests to him. I have to relinquish my control over things and say, the God of peace, I need you. The one who is in control. The authority. Have you ever, um, have you ever like, been on the phone speaking with someone? You need a, uh, uh, I don't know, you need something changed, you need money back, you need something, and eventually you're like, listen, I appreciate all you're saying, but like, I've got to speak with someone who can help me. Have you ever been there? In the name of Jesus, I've got to, you share the gospel with them, but then, this happened to me uh, fairly recently, too recent for me, I'm kind of embarrassed about it, but we were at Great Escape, and we spun that little wheel for a free vacation. You ever seen those wheels? No? Okay, just me, maybe not. Uh, It says free vacation, there was a, a wheel of prizes. I couldn't walk by that. Are you kidding me? I like to be frugal. I like to save money. I love free vacations. So I spun that wheel. Guess what? We landed on a free vacation. Little did I know. <laughs> weeks and weeks of paperwork and hours and hours on the phone and the purchase of a smaller vacation later, then, then we would be promised this wonderful vacation all expenses paid except they weren't there's nothing free in this world except salvation and there came a moment hundreds of dollars into this thing hours into this thing i'm embarrassed to say it i'm like on the phone with this person we i'm not going any further and i said listen i appreciate your time you've been very nice and kind But I need to speak right now to someone who can help me. I need to speak with someone that has the authority to make a change. Because I need my money back. I got my money back. Thank you. Thank you. I got my money back. Sometimes in life. Guess what, when Jesus died, that, that veil was torn, and we have direct access to the one who can make a difference. We can bypass all those other pathways, and we can speak directly to the God who steps into the crazy, who cares about us, and who can make a difference. And yet, we don't take advantage of that. You want to experience the peace That passes all understanding and it is a peace that is beyond the the comprehension of the world. It's a peace that I don't always understand and you may not always understand. And when the world looks at us, they have no idea how in the world you can have a peace in the midst of your junk. When the world is falling apart, how in the world can you have a peace? It's because you know the Prince of Peace. You have a relationship with him. And you've taken your request to him. Do you know him? Do you trust him enough to release your burdens to him? Letting your requests be made known to him through prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Prayer here is a general, a word for general communication with God. The word supplication is for a specific and intentional request. All with thanksgiving. A heart of thankfulness is a heart that trusts in the person you are going to. That you're relinquishing control to. Take your cares and your worries to the highest authority. So day by day, moment by moment, I'm releasing things to him. And praying that shalom. You see, when we do that, the promise is that the peace, the shalom of God will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Will guard. This isn't like a, a little angelic thing with, with wings that flies around and says, I'm going to protect you. This, this is a soldier that is standing guard over our hearts and our minds. I can only imagine that Paul was probably looking at a Roman soldier when he's writing these words, who is guarding his prison cell. This is a soldier who is going to stand guard over the crazy things that are trying to enter my mind, over the feelings that I'm having in my heart. And the peace of God, the shalom of God, is there to guard us in the midst of those moments. But we not only need to release things to him, we also take other things in its place. We know enough psychology to know that if you want to get rid of one uh, bad habit, you can't just get rid of it, right? You have to replace it. And so Paul tells the church in, in Philippi that To experience this grace is not only to release, to experience the peace, not only to release your request to him, but it's also to, to begin to think, meditate on, dwell on those things that are true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable and excellent and worthy of praise. Church, are we dwelling on those things? We need to be consistently putting the good things of, of God's word and the good things of God into our life to replace those bad things that we are giving to him. And sometimes we try to release but we don't replace and what happens? They just kind of come back. They have a way of finding their way back but he says to dwell on the things that are good to fill your hearts and your minds and your souls and your spirits with the things that are true and lovely and honorable you say tomorrow I am going to meet with the Lord first thing in the morning to fill myself with these things tomorrow I'm going to seek the face of God before I seek the face of man Tomorrow, I'm going to to, to check the verse of the day before I check my DMs. I'm going to make it a priority to spend time in God's word and in prayer because that is what's going to fill me up and take the place of the worries and the cares and the things that are pulling me apart. I'm going to dwell on these things. What does it look like to experience the shalom of God? You have to know the Prince of Shalom. You got to know him. And you got to trust him enough to take your requests to him. If you're looking for peace in your marriage, you need the Prince of Peace in the middle. If you're, looking for prince, or if you're looking for peace with a family member, you need to get connected to the Prince of Peace. If you're looking for peace within yourself, a peace that money or popularity or followers or relationships can't buy, the answer is the Prince of Peace. if I could just get, that, get into that college or if I could just get that promotion or if I could just get a little more money or just move out of state or if we could just have a, a different president or if I could just uh, uh, get rid of this mask or if I could just, if, if COVID could just go away or if I could just be healthy for a minute and Jesus says, my peace is all you need. The Prince of Peace. What if, church, What if we could get to the point where we remember 2020, because we will, not by its troubles and the issues that it's caused and the trials and the obstacles, what if 20, 30 years down the road, when my grandchild asks me, after he read in his history book about 2020, Grandpa? Did you go through that? Like all these bad things. I mean, murder hornets? (laughs) Grandpa, did you experience all these things? What if I can look at him and say, 2020 was the year I experienced a peace that passes all understanding? A peace that guarded my heart, that guarded my mind. And yes, the world was broken. And yes, it was, there were trials. But more than anything, I experienced a deeper level of peace than I ever had before. As Mary and Joseph held that baby in their hands, little did they know that that baby held the world in his. Let's go to the Prince of Peace. Father, um, we are so grateful that of your promise of peace. In the midst of confusion, and in the midst of doubt, and in the midst of loneliness and discouragement, your promise of peace is there. And for those who don't have a personal relationship with the Prince of Peace, I pray that today will be the day. That they won't leave here without knowing you, without being justified through your sacrifice and made right with the God of peace. For those of us in here, Father, who are, who are just simply in need of your day-to-day peace, I pray that we will trust you enough to go to you, to give our requests to you, and then help us to fill our lives with the things that bring peace. We love you, Father.